This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get there. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. <sighs> what is up, Raider Nation? Gosh, man, I hate these weeks. It was one of those games. It was an exciting game. That was the unfortunate part. Um, it's kind of similar to something like last week. We had a lot of exciting things going on on offense. There's a lot of things to be happy about. Um, but obviously, this isn't the result that we wanted. But first, before we get into that, just on top of the game, man, I've had myself a crazy day. It was kind of weird coming out and it not being a 10 o'clock game i'm so adapt what have we had like uh three or four 10 o'clock games in a row it feels like uh so it's interesting to get this one o'clock game thrown in there for the first time in a while i feel like i like didn't know what to do with myself in the morning it's like i'm so used to one o'clock games normally uh it just kind of threw a wrench in my plans on sunday but got a lot of stuff done built a fence was unfortunately wasn't able to get to our pregame show with Fallon Smith this morning but we will be back next week I had to cancel on her because of all the stuff going down um and then for the first time ever I mean usually I am on point with what's going on at the Raider game uh, if I'm traveling and I'm not like driving or something I'll usually try and watch the game on my phone which I have like the CBS all access uh, so I can watch it on my phone or I'll at least do like the play-by-play on the ESPN app and know exactly what's going down or maybe try and listen to it on the radio um, if I have to. But today we had family pictures scheduled and originally my wife, this was awesome, she checked the schedule. I mean, she didn't even talk to me about it, but she had checked the schedule and she knew we had a morning game. So she changed or she set the our, our picture dates um, with our little family, we had our two kids with us. She set the time for 4.30, thinking plenty of time, right? Well, then, of course, two weeks ago, you saw that the NFL flexed our schedule and made our 10 o'clock game, and actually, you know, it was a now one twenty-five game. And we couldn't change the photography date because it had pushed it back a few more weeks. We had to get it over with. So about the third quarter, somewhere in the third quarter towards the end, we had to leave. We had to go out to the mountains. And it's like six minutes left or six and a half minutes left in the fourth. The game's getting crazy. And I lost cell service going up there into the mountains. Yeah. Um, it was about a 30-minute drive through the hills. Finally, we got to the spot where we're taking pictures. 
and we're walking out. I we, when we pulled up to the parking parking spot, I still didn't have service on my phone. I'm like crap. So I guess I'm just not gonna know what happened until I leave here. I just dealt with it. I'm like, well, there's nothing to, nothing that can change that. Let's just get through these family pictures and get home. Um, and then I started getting notifications as we're walking out this trail to take our pictures. And yeah, we lost. I'm not the type of guy that likes to like save the recording and go back and watch it later. Um, like, you know, don't tell me the score. Don't tell me the score. I haven't watched it yet. I want to know as soon as possible, even if I haven't seen it yet. But I was able to at least get home and, you know, go through all the rest of the game that I missed. The NFL app provided me with a condensed version of the game, so I was able to catch up in like 15 minutes. Uh, it was pretty cool and very disappointing, but I'll go over the game here in a minute. Uh, but first things first, let's go over some things. The 10 o'clock game still brought the Raiders a little present, I guess, today, uh, with the Bears losing to the Chargers. And as much as I don't like, you know, I wasn't trying to pick a team on who to root for. But if the Chargers were to beat the Bears, obviously that's going to help our draft pick because we hold on to the Bears' first-round draft pick. And then if the Bears were to beat the Chargers, of course, that would help us just, you know, in the divisional standings. No one wants to see the Chargers lose. I don't really care what the what the results are. But um, I'd say the good of this outweighed the bad by the Chargers winning, um, helping our draft pick for sure. There's a good chance that if the Bears continue on this downward, downward spiral, um, it should be a top-10 pick. That's what it's looking like. We're getting a top-10 pick in this next draft. Unless things somehow miraculously turn around, uh, we should be getting a top 10 pick. And what's hilarious is the Bears are probably right now desperate for a quarterback, and they are in zero position to go out there and get one. Um, Maybe that's one of those teams, you know, you see like a Tom Brady or somebody that obviously this could be his last year in New England. Maybe uh, Chicago's like a fit or something for him, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? You know, that's just, I'm just kind of throwing things out there. But yeah, Chicago losing at the 10 o'clock game was a little bit of a gift to the Raiders. Unfortunately, we weren't able to put the cherry on top. And, you know, there's a few things I wanted to talk about outside of the game today, but I'm just itching to get into this thing. So let's dive into the game today against the Houston Texans. First things first, screw those refs, dude. What in the world are we getting now? And this is kind of where I'm going to, I'm going to start getting a little frustrated. Um, I was very aggravated almost the entire game. And here's the thing is, what do we have? We had like 100 yards counted against us in penalties today. And I'm not even looking at that. You know, I, I think the Houston Texans maybe had like 50 or 60 or something like that. We had 100 yards. Yeah, it's, it's a bigger margin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's still ways to win games like that, but not when our penalties are coming in crucial times. How come it seems like every time we get a penalty, it negates like a big play down the field? Every time, there's always a holding call. There's always some sort of uh, offensive pass interference because. Like the rub route today, whenever we ran uh, that, that same Darren Waller wheel route. This is the second time that we've seen Darren Waller run a wheel route around the outside, get a big gain, and it get negated by some stupid penalty. One was a holding call. That was last week. Um, I guess that was kind of acceptable. It was a holding. But this week, trying to call that while even there should have been like a defensive pass interference as well. Like It should have been offset at least. Um, and I didn't even see the offensive pass interference, to be honest. They're trying to say Davis was running a, like a rub route or he was blocking too soon. He wasn't even blocking. He was still running down the field. I don't even understand what exactly the refs were looking at. Um, and while seeing Hunter Infro getting blown up by a de- uh, defensive player, uh, while that same thing's going on is absolutely beyond me. But th- it's not even just the calls. It's when they're happening. Like, you're almost making it too obvious. I don't know if the refs really are against us. 
But gosh, at least do it like not all the time whenever it's like something like huge. Um, it seems like every time on offense we have we have a big play, we have a big first down. It's or or it's third down. You know what I mean? Like um, you're not giving us much opportunity. We move the ball down the field. We take a shot. We get the shot on third down or something. Then there's a penalty. Gets called back. Blows us up. Th- then we can be on defense, and that's how it's. If we can't get, if we can't, I mean, it's hard for our defense to get a stop as it is. But when we finally do get a stop, the last thing I want to see is the ref throw a flag to keep the chains moving. Absolutely nuts. I mean, I'm watching Gary on Conley over there getting away with murder, hitting wide receivers before the ball's even touching them. I mean, he was, he, he tackled uh, Darren Waller at one point before the ball he was even close to getting to him. Should have tackled him. No flag. Absolutely nuts. Uh, had he been a Raider, that would have been a penalty all day long. So whatever's going on over there with the NFL officiating is complete bullcrap. Complete bullcrap. I don't even understand. Like I said, it's just not even the amount of penalties at this point. It's the timing that is so frustrating. And actually in the middle of this recording now, uh, it was the end of the Monday or the Sunday night football game, Kansas City and Green Bay. Green Bay pulled off the win. That was with backup quarterback Matt Moore playing over there in Kansas City. And it sounded like it was a little bit of a shootout. So that obviously goes to show you a little bit of Patrick Mahomes is obviously, I don't want to say he's not a great quarterback, but he is subject to a great system. Andy Reid has a lot of talent. His play calling has been uh, second to none just about the last couple of years. The defense is t- completely something else. And obviously Andy Reid forgets how to coach um, after November. So it's really hasn't been a big deal <laughs> to Raider Nation outside of that. Um, but yeah, thank you, Green Bay. If you're gonna, have, I mean, if you're gonna hand us a loss last week, thank you for handing a loss to the Kansas City Chiefs tonight for us. But back to the game. Um, actually, shout out to the offense. I will say the offense has stepped up. Um, and I mean, it's kind of been what's crazy is you know the constant debate that's been coming up lately uh, is the Derek Carr thing, and and if he could, if he's the real true leader of this offense, if he's a fit in John Gruden's system. Is he a franchise quarterback? Is he going to be the quarterback of the future? You know, things like that. But the last, I mean, three or four weeks, I would say, Derek Carr's been playing really good football. I mean, and it's all been like pretty consistently the same. Today, for some reason, I mean, I get it. Like, I feel like he shouldn't have been gotten, been getting as like really any heat at all. I mean, or not near as much heat as he was getting, should I say. But for him to have a free pass this week instead of some of the other weeks is kind of beyond me because he's kind of playing the same brand of football. Yeah, he didn't. Those two turnovers last week were kind of a big deal. But besides that, like, he played really good and he played good today, but it's not really anything different. Like, I'm seeing the same Derek Carr this week as I have in the last few weeks. He's playing good football. But now I think just people are finally coming around and realizing, like, look, it doesn't matter really what you do. You got to have a full football team that's going to go out there and win some football games. I mean, I get it. Like, there's quarterbacks out there that, like, go out there and they make some crazy plays. They make some crazy plays. They extend plays. You, you just can't figure out why or, why or how they do it. There's offenses that go out there and they'll just light up the scoreboard sometimes. I get that. But how rare is that? There's 32 teams in the NFL. What, what are the chances that we can actually find an upgrade at quarterback, right? Everyone wants to draft a quarterback, but look at – what are some of the quarterbacks doing right now in the NFL? I mean, Kyler Murray still, I mean, needs to develop and see what he can really do in the NFL. But, I mean, do you want to be the Arizona Cardinals next year? I don't. Look at Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, this time last year and in December, 
Everybody was saying like Mitchell Trubisky over Derek Carr. Everybody was saying that. Mitchell Trubisky could be one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL now. Look at Dwayne Haskins and his debuts as a rookie quarterback. Do you want that on the Raiders next year? Give me a freaking break. You want to just roll the dice on a rookie when you're finally realizing now, hopefully, that Derek Carr is playing a pretty good brand of football. And if we could just generate something, turnovers, stops, something to where we don't get out-controlled the second half. I mean, we had like three possessions in the second half of, uh, of today's game. Three possessions. And I get it. Um, Houston only had four. But whenever you look at like how we played, I mean, we went out there, got the ball. Um, I think Houston actually went out first, scored a touchdown. The Raiders went out with like a two-minute drive. They scored a touchdown. Houston comes back. They score a touchdown. We go down. We had like a four-minute drive, and we kicked a field goal. Um, and then after that, I mean, of course, that was whenever we had the two big-time drops to move the chains. And that's another th- thing, actually, I kind of want to bring up here. You know, we got the ball at midfield. It's fourth down. We need to score. What is there, like uh, almost four minutes left on the clock? You're going to rely on our defense to make a stop? I mean, the Houston Texans' offense was cooking all second half. And you're just going to punt the ball to them and and hope the defense gets a stop? You're going to give them a whole field to work with and hope the defense gets a stop. Like, the least he could have did. Like, you got to look at it this way. And, I mean, it really doesn't matter about field position at that point. I mean, we needed to try and score. I mean, it's one play, 10 yards. We were burning that secondary that whole drive. We just couldn't hold on to the stinking football. That's what it came down to. So why not take a shot on fourth down? Why not take a shot? See if you can get it. What's the worst case that happens? They get the ball at midfield, and they're going to do the same thing. They're just going to try and burn the clock. It'd be the same freaking thing. So, I mean, I was a little upset with that, but, I mean, I can't just still put it all on... Uh, just like that one play, I mean, to try and gamble on it. Who, I mean, who's to say it would have even changed anything anyways? They could have just drove down there and scored. Uh, so it's one of those things now. My focus on is this defense. DeAndre Hopkins, 11 catches. Eight of them. Eight of his 11 catches was while a linebacker was covering him. Why is a linebacker covering DeAndre Hopkins? Why is a linebacker covering the best wide receiver, not only on the Texans, but what, probably the best wide receiver in all of football right now? Why is there a linebacker covering that dude? Paul Gunther, what are you thinking? What in the world are you thinking putting a linebacker on that guy? I get it, this soft zone coverage that you're playing, but you don't think they're going to take advantage of that? Like, dude, come on. Put him on man. Like, I get it. Maybe we don't have a corner that would shut him down, but I'm putting Worley on him 10 times out of 10 over a freaking linebacker. If I got to, I'm going to have nightmares tonight of Tahir Whitehead trying to cover DeAndre Hopkins. It's freaking bull crap, dude. Man up, get in their faces, get rough with them. Play man to man. Trayvon Mullen. I would put Trayvon Mullen out there on an island with DeAndre Hopkins any day of the week after this game. After what bull crap I saw today with this little zone coverage thing freaking pathetic and you know what even like our pass rush yeah it was improved this week a little bit it, it, it improved from last week yeah it improved dude the texans offensive line was so injury riddled they were down to like third stringers at some positions we should have been there way more than what we were today not acceptable yeah we did get some pressure in there max crosby shout out benson mayoa shout out you know we got some pressure back there but we should have been back there way more way more we should have been disrupting uh Freaking Deshaun Watson way more than what we did. 
And having the king of almost sacks, Arden Key, man, you got to make that sack. That was a bunch of crap. But that freaking play, dude, like the fact that dude got kicked in the eyeball and pretty much couldn't see and threw a touchdown, man, that's so frustrating. It's just like that is like the story of our defense in one play. If I could summarize, like if, if someone didn't watch one Raiders game all year and they said, what is wrong with your defense? I would pull up that replay and I'd be like, look at this. This guy almost gets a sack. He kicks the quarterback in the eyeball, kicks him square in the eyeball. The quarterback can't even see. Came out after the game. He said he couldn't even see. He, w- he didn't even know that he threw a touchdown. He could just hear the crowd roar after he caught the ball. How freaking ridiculous is that? That is the Raiders' defense in a nutshell, in one play. That's how I'd explain it. And it's frustrating. Like, Paul Gunther, yes, you're on the hot seat now. I didn't want to admit it, but Paul Gunther, you're on the hot seat now. And John Gruden, at some point, you got to step into this defense and make some changes. You're the $100 million head coach. You're not an offensive coordinator. You're a head coach. So you need to step in there. Either you need to make the changes. Either Paulie G needs to go in there and make the changes that you think need to be made. And I hope you're doing that. I hope you go in there and I hope, you know, this isn't just like, look, Paul, this is your defense and hopefully you can figure it out. No, you need to take that $100 million and figure it out, man. Like that's, I'm going to dig into the pocket a little bit. If you're going to be the highest paid coach, head coach, head coach, take over that defense. You know what I mean? Make them make the right adjustments. You don't have to take over play calling, but make them make the right adjustments before games, before going into a game like this and screwing it up. So. Yeah, Paul Gunther's on the hot seat, but I'm expecting John Gruden to fix it and fix it fast. We got a three-game home stretch coming up soon, so um, things are going to get rough. But that's my, I guess, game review. Very frustrating. Uh, Things could come around, but with no help on the defensive side of the ball at this point, I don't see things coming around anytime soon. We got to make some plays. We need playmakers. Uh, trade deadlines coming up. Maybe that's what we do. It, 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 I still think that this team has talent, but we need more talent on one side of the ball than the other at this point. And uh, I still think I don't care. I mean, build through the draft, yeah, but maybe use some mid-round picks and go get some guys. Uh, now would be the time to do it. But real quick, uh, I'm going to take this short break provided by Blue Wire. Uh, and when we come back, unfortunately, I won't be joined by Kenny King Jr. tonight. He's having, you know, just not family issues, but uh, there's the fires that are going down over there in the Bay Area, and I think that they're now moving around a little bit tonight, looking for a place to stay um, or, or figuring out their, their living situation for the next, who knows, few days, few weeks, um, just to make sure that his family's going to be safe. So for those of you that are concerned, you can reach out to Kenny King Jr. on Twitter, um, check in on to make sure everything's all right, but um, yeah, he should be good. He's, he's a grown man. He makes uh, big boy decisions for his family, he takes very good care of him. Um, so keep him and his family in your prayers during this time. Uh, keep his little ones happy through this crazy transition. Um, and I would gladly give him the night off to take care of that family. So like I said, we're going to take a quick break provided by Blue Wire. And when we come back, I'll be taking some of your guys' phone calls. So be right back. Humans have been shaving for thousands of years. And the secret to a great shave, it hasn't changed much. The ancient Greeks didn't need flex balls or heated handles, and neither do you. That's why Harry's doesn't overcharge you to add gimmicky features to their razors. They focus on delivering what actually matters, sharp, durable blades at a fair price. I love Harry's because it gives me a close shave, an easy glide at a low price. Do us a favor and check out harrys.com bluewire for your free trial today. Harry's is a return to the essential 
quality, durable blades at a fair price. Just $2 per blade. Harry's is just super convenient. Blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule with or without a subscription. And there's no risk to you for trying them out. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Listeners of my show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, a rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com slash bluewire to start shaving better today. The holiday rush is coming, and if you sell stuff online, you better get ready with ShipStation. With more people buying online than ever, you have to be able to ship orders out quickly, efficiently, and affordably. But how do you keep track of all those orders or decide which shipping carrier to use, or if you're getting the best rates? Luckily, ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, and getting those products out the door and delivered in time for the holidays. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, and UPS, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now, any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. You'll also know that you're getting the best deal. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice for online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Take the hassle out of the holiday shipping this year. Let ShipStation help you handle it all with ease. Just use my offer code BLUE to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, enter offer code BLUE. ShipStation, make ship happen. All right, so I got some phone calls here, and I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bummed out. It's kind of hard taking them without my guy, Kenny King Jr. I always look forward to this stuff, so I'm sure you guys are all going to be shouting him out throughout the phone calls. Uh, I'm going to do my best to try and mix in whatever I think his opinion would be with mine even though we pretty much always agree on pretty much everything anyway. So let's take this first phone caller. What's up, Raider Cody? What's up, Kenny King? Hey, this is uh, the Noob 619. What up? Yeah, we lost another one. Uh, Offense looks good. Defense looked a lot better. But, um, man, you can't win games when you give up 100 yards in penalties. True. So, hopefully, they come back home, tighten everything up, and we get a win. Yeah. Um, not as upsetting as last week, but still, sucks to see a loss. All right, you guys have a good one. Raider Nation. Thanks for the call, man. And we got a lot of calls tonight, so I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to buzz on through these. What's wrong with our defense? This is Keith Sigmund from Cambridge High. What up? Thank you. What's wrong with our defense, man? Uh, let's look. Uh, let's, let's go straight to the top. Let's ask Paul Gunther. Let's ask why our linebackers are lining up uh, against their number one wide receiver. Let's uh, let's ask that question. Hey, what's going on, Cody Kenny King? Man, what? This is Rich from San Diego, by the way, man. What up? Come on, this is just this is getting ridiculous. Um, these refs are honestly just like screwing us out of every play that we get. 
Nice play, oh, flag on the Raiders. Uh, so I'm saying, nice yardage, flag on the Raiders, man. Yes, dude. Um, I do think the offense could have produced a little bit better of play calling that last drive, but man, it's, just, it's sad. And even the defense, man. For they actually looked up, they actually looked like they stepped up this week. But even then, you got to hold on that last drive. Um, I mean, it's going to be a great comeback room this uh, next week, but. Man, it's, it's kind of unfortunate that we got to go back through and forth to a 4-3. Yeah. I, I do think this team is on the rise, though. I still got to give them that. This offense is great. It's good to have Williams back out there. It's, um, also, unfortunate we lost Rodney Preston in the first quarter. But, man, you know what? I'm going to try to keep all, uh, optimistic here. And uh, I think we'll, next week we'll be fired up, ready to win some games. And let's do it. Yeah, Rodney Hudson, man. I haven't actually talked about Rodney yet. I'm waiting to see the news. Hopefully it's not that bad, but he did leave with that lower leg injury. I'm hoping it's pretty minimal, but I am happy with who filled in. Andre James, uh, our rookie here, he stepped in and, and, and did a pretty good job. So um, I was pretty excited for that. But, yeah, we, we need uh, Hud the stud back as soon as possible. Hey, Raider Cody, Kenny, Raider Roo. Well, Raider Roo. The Raiders found a way to lose a game they should have won. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, they can leave Paul Gunther, yep. Nicholas Morrow, Tahir Whitehead, LaMarcus Jr., and Tyrell drop Williams in <laughs> Houston and never suit them up again. Oh, and Arden I'm too. just sick and tired of the bullshit. Sorry about that. Um, I feel like it's a game we could have had, and they found a way to suit the fingers, and those guys in particular, I'm just, it's whatever. Frustrated. Probably had too many drinks. Appreciate you guys. Hopefully we bounce back next week. Season's not over, and it's frustrated if I'd been with Carr, I don't put that one on him. He actually played pretty well, had a chance to make plays late in the game, and didn't get much help. All right, guys. Go Raiders. I'm out. You weren't mad because he had too much to drink, Raider Roo. I'm sober, and I'm still pissed off. So, uh, yeah, it was, the, it was the overall vibe, and I liked how you hit on that. Carr did have a good game. There's a chance at the end to make some plays, to make a drive, to you know keep this game competitive, and hopefully come, o- come away with a win, but uh, yeah, he didn't get any help from anybody. Raider Cody, Kenny King Jr., Rev Mike here. Rev Mike. Idaho. Uh, tough loss. Yeah. Uh, I'm pissed about the refs. Pissed about the penalties. Yeah. Um, defense looked better than they did last week, <laughs> for the most part, right? That's not saying much. Uh, car looked good. <laughs> you know, minimal mistakes. So, something to build on. Um, I knew it was going to be a rough game for us to win anyway. So it's on to the next one, that's for sure. <laughs> Got the Lions next week. I'll be in the Coliseum. I'll be screaming my face off. Yeah. Can't wait. Yes. So that's good. But hey, anyway, guys, um, pleased with how we how the road trip ended up. So it is what it is. Um, we'll move on and see you next week, man. Later. See you, Mike. Yeah, good stuff, man. Uh, Detroit Lions at home. Absolutely pumped for that. Unfortunately, I won't be at that home game. I'll be at the next one, though. Thursday Night Football, if you're around, look for me. I'll, I'll be dropping my location on Twitter. Let's take this next one. Raider Cody, Kenny King, this Hardcore Raider. How you guys doing, man? Hardcore Raider, uh, what's we up? just lost to the Texans. Uh, pretty fired up. Tough loss, man. I think uh, it's hard to pin this on any one thing. I will say, I think, I think Derek Hart played pretty damn well. There's maybe a couple passes uh, maybe want back. Um... You know, I, I definitely think the injury to Jacobs is maybe affecting him some. Like, he had some good runs, but at the same time, I think 
that injury might be uh, uh, inhibiting him some. Yeah, you're right. And then, uh, you know, uh, Hudson going out, I think that kind of hurt it some. But, you know, that guy James, you know, I saw him in the preseason, and he was looking pretty good. And I, I think he held up somewhat okay this game. So, <laughs> Agreed, I just said that. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I'm, glad, I'm definitely glad we kept that James guy. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's just I, I'm trying to evaluate this whole game, running everything through my head, and, uh, I think that last drive, not being able to go down and score, uh, I, I think that was a killer. And then uh, ultimately, like, you know, I know everybody's going to say this is on Derek Carr as usual and whatnot, but, I mean, how about our fucking defense? When is anybody going to start talking about this damn defense? You know, I mean, I'm going to tip my hat to Watson. He, he is a great player, and they have some good players on their team. But they had, what, like two offensive linemen out and then a third <laughs> one went out in the game? I mean, we should be able to take advantage of that. I don't care if he can run a 3.940, you know. Uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, we're letting too many big damn plays down the field, you know. And, uh, you know, at, at the end of it, I mean, how about these refs, man? I'm also going to tip my hat to the refs, dude. Like, like three pivotal, three, four uh, pivotal calls or non-calls that really affected yeah, they played uh, the a good momentum game, of this game. Yeah. And, like... Can we just get one game where it, we get some calls where it's actually fair, you know, <laughs> instead of the refs dictating the momentum of the game? It just it just always blows my fucking mind. Every week it's the same old bullshit. So here's what I'm going to say, you know, uh, going into next week, you know, don't feel sorry for yourself. Stop feeling fucking sorry for yourself. We played a good team. We're building. We got a, a lot of young players. We still haven't seen four quarters of football, and we still haven't seen this team truly jill as one unit with all the injuries and all the stuff happening uh it's gonna affect us and i'm not finding excuses but i'm just saying that you know we got it we got to start gelling as a team that's the number one thing so to any of these players who uh you know anybody that listens to this man uh lions are no joke you know we're, we're finally going back home and the lions aren't the lions of old and you know what i'm gonna say even the raiders aren't the raiders of uh you know recent old you know we're we're competing, you know, we're doing things we weren't doing last year. And so I'm still going to keep that fire. I'm still going to keep the passion. I'm not quitting on this team. I'm still going to keep standing up and we're going to go there and Raider nation stand the fuck up. Let's buck up. We got a home game. Let's represent and let's get some fucking wins. Damn it. This shit ain't over. This shit's just starting. Let's fucking do this shit and let's go down and let's pound some fucking people in the face. We're getting a dub next week. Raider nation for life. One nation Raider nation. Hardcore Raider out. Uh, hardcore Raider, man. Yeah, a few more phone calls like that. I'm going to have to start marking my podcast as explicit. <laughs> Good stuff, man. I love the energy. Uh, original Raider fan right here. I love the, I love this stuff. It's authentic. Um, hopped on with them. Uh, was it last night? Yeah, Saturday night. Uh, in the Raider Ben podcast. You can follow Raider Ben on his YouTube page. Check out their show. They do something, I think, like every Saturday night. Jump in there in the live chat. They just chop it up. It's just tailgate talk. So... If you enjoy when Hardcore Raider calls in his opinion, make sure you go check out Raider Ben on YouTube. Um, but yeah, I got two more phone callers here, so let's see what we got. Raider Cody, Kenny King, Savage Raider. What up? Uh, not plugging the, co- the podcast, but you're just a little less optimistic than I was when I called in earlier in the week. Defense is on the field too long. Offense was clicking, but just not really exploding. I'm still waiting to see that. DC has more than two or three in him. A week. Um, won't quote the other guy, but I have to. Uh, on to the next <laughs> home game. Lions. I don't believe in that. Stafford. Four and four. Let's move on and get it. Later. 
I love it. You always got to quote Dustin Matthews. It makes the phone call that much better. Yo, what is up, Raider Cody and Kenny King? This is Dan Silas from Upland. What's up, man? All I can say is, man, we're definitely a player two away from winning that game. Yeah. And we definitely picked on Conley, who the Raiders just traded away. Yeah. You know, Derek Carr picked on him a few times. They didn't call that audible that led to a touchdown. But, you know, it's it's been a, a story this season that our offense needs to play a perfect game in order to get this win, in order to get a win. I mean, but, you know, if Tyrell Williams catches those two passes, if they call off P.I. on Conley, if uh, Carr Joseph actually comes up with the fumble, you know, this is a, definitely a different, a different storyline. We definitely win this game, but, you know, we're through our, our, our tough seven-game stretch, and we're sitting three and four, you know, so I'm feeling pretty good. You know, this is, uh, we're finally going back home, you know, to the Lions. And this is when this is the turning point in our schedule where it becomes very favorable. I see us possibly going, you know, seven and two. These next nine games with losses coming from Lions and Chiefs. I mean, we could definitely, you know, beat the Chargers twice, the Broncos, the Broncos, the Titans, the Jags, the Bengals, and the Jets. You know, so I see seven wins right there. Finish ten and six. They possibly that wild card spot. So, you know, definitely a close game today. Uh, looking forward to next matchup and. Uh, Derek Carr played a game today. You know, everybody made mistakes both on both sides of the ball, which there's definitely cost of the game. But on the road in Houston, you know, on the road, we only lost by three. I'm disappointed, but the season's not over. So, Raider Nation, keep your head up. On to the next one, I guess. <laughs> All right, guys. Peace out. <laughs> that's, ne- that's never going to get old, man. And unfortunately... We didn't, get Dust- we didn't get a Dustin Matthews phone call tonight. I'm a little disappointed, but it's all good. Uh, he, he probably had a busy day just like I did. Uh, no big deal. But no Kenny King, so we're not going to have any real talk to wrap up the show. You're probably going to get something actually in the middle of the week from Kenny. I might bring him on have a real talk episode. Maybe we make that more of a normal thing. Maybe we, maybe we turn that into something. We add that in here. Um, and for those of you, too, also that are missing out on my premium content and are interested, please sign up, man. Go to RaiderCody.com. Look for red buttons. You'll see the premium buttons. Um, there's instructional videos on the Twitter page at Raider Cody pod, uh, get on there's 99 cents, try it out for 99 cents. If you like it, you should be getting all kinds of bonus episodes rolling through another feed. And I'm already thinking of ways to just, you know, keep stepping it up and keep doing bigger things with it. Um, but off that off this week, it was good to see our guys get out there, get healthy. Um, of course, I mean, the only downside was Josh Morrow went out with an injury. Dwayne Harris is still dealing with that nagging ankle injury and Rodney Hudson went out. Um, still praying for that. We don't need a big injury out of HUD the stud. We need we need number sixty one out there on the field. Uh, but besides that, it was good to see even just a limited Tyrell Williams, a limited Josh Jacobs out there all together. Had pretty much, I mean, the whole the whole starting offense for the first time I think was together out there for a whole whopping like not even a quarter. But it was nice to get them all out there. I think the thing is coming together. Um, a little bit of rest, a little bit of good luck here. We're gonna go back home. We got a three game home stretch now. Uh, we got through the tough part. Uh, unfortunately, I wish we could have had a winning record going in back into Oakland, but three and four is not out of reach. Uh, we're two games behind first place, I believe. Now the Kansas City Chiefs have five wins after losing tonight, uh, so it's still within reach, absolutely, hundred um, percent. But you know, we just now got to start making ends meet. Paul Gunther, it's time to step up. This defense has to step up and help out a little bit. Um, and you know, maybe this offense that we get so into about taking shots down the field. And all these dink and dunk passes. Maybe we need to see more dink and dunk passes because we got to do something to keep our defense off the field. Um, 
we, we, we've done a good job of chewing clock, but then it seems like we start making these big plays going down and scoring quick, and it ends up biting us back in the butt. So it's almost like we need to start slowing down our offensive drives again, uh, keeping the opposing offense off the field. I don't care who it is. Uh, even if it's Matt Stafford next week in the Lions offense, it needs to be the same approach. Uh, just try and chew clock. Uh, quit taking so many shots down the field, maybe, I guess. I don't know. I don't even. It's weird to even say that. Uh, but, you know, it's not over. Raider Nation. Stay in there. Stay tough. Like I said, RaiderCody.com for any additional details. Uh, you'll you'll be seeing another feed or another uh, episode or two episodes maybe on this feed pop up this week. So stay tuned. But other than that, uh, until the next time I come into your earpods, Raider Nation. I will see you guys later. 